because there's people in your life that you're here to serve. You're here to serve your family. You're here to serve your kids. You're here to serve the people you work for or work with. You're here to serve your communities. You're here to serve your environment. You're here to serve in a really, really big way. Like, I know that. You wouldn't be listening to this if it wasn't true. And your ability to serve depends on your ability to relax into your greatest flow, to relax into and tap into your internal magic that turns you on, whatever it is that turns you on, that juices you up, that lights you up, that brings you alive, that wakes you up. Like that is where your greatest service comes from. You are listening to Turn Your Soul On Radio. I am your host and visionary doctor, Dr. Brandi Victory, and my mission is to assist high-achieving women in closing the gap between feeling unfulfilled to living a life on fire. It is time, ladies, to champion our own lives and turn ourselves on. This is Living Victoriously, ladies. This is how you turn your soul on. Hello, you powerful creators, you. I am here with you again on the mic. So excited to be here. And today we're going to talk a little bit about playing by the rules. Like, what does it mean to play by the rules? Actually, we're going to talk about what it means to not play by the rules. Because I have a sneaky suspicion that you've been playing by a lot of rules and you may not even know it. And those rules may be holding you back from achieving what it is you really desire in your life. So um, I've been doing a little experiment with myself where I've been just letting go of all the rules and not playing by rules and everything from my work to my diet to my lifestyle. Um, And it's, it's just been this tremendous evolution in how I feel in my, in my body, in my mind, in my spirit, uh, how I'm showing up and how I'm choosing to move forward with my life because, uh, I never want to go back to that box that I had put myself in. And, and at the time, obviously it served me and it felt really good. And, you know, any of your rules that you have probably serve you or you wouldn't have them on some level. So, um, but we're going to just chat a little bit about how you can start letting those go and experiencing something even more better in your life. But before we begin, I just want to uh, invite you to just pause this and share this with any of your friends who you think have a lot of rules in their life. Maybe they have rules around their diet. Maybe they have rules around um, how often they get to go out and have personal time or girlfriend time. Maybe they have rules around how much work they have to do. Uh, those are these. These are the kinds of things we're going to be talking about here, and uh, it's going to be a, a lot of fun to to awaken you to my experience in this world and um, share with you how I've been able to start letting some of this go. Because when you start letting it go, too, you're going to find yourself in a whole new place. It's going to be freaking amazing. All right. Um, yeah. Also, I want to let you know that I uh, have a retreat coming up on August, or I'm sorry, October 5th. I'm really excited about that. So if you're really enjoying the offerings that are coming through on this podcast, you can just imagine taking that to the next level and um, being with me in person. So that'll be October 5th. It's uh, called Balance Boundaries and letting go. It's going to fall right in alignment with uh, the fall season. Uh, We'll be in a waxing moon, so it'll be a really good time to talk about what we've harvested for the year and how to let go so we can prepare ourselves for the the winter and how how we can balance ourselves and create better boundaries for ourselves as we go into the winter. I see oh too many women go into seasonal affective disorder or depression during the winter season. 
And it doesn't have to be that way. So we've just got to set you up and get you prepared for the transition into winter. And, uh, you know, it's, it's my greatest joy to share this style of biohacking for women. Uh, because as we, we, if we prepare ourselves to step into something, then we are better off <laughs> when we get there. <laughs> so um, I feel like these are just great biohacks so that we don't allow ourselves to go into the depression or the seasonal affective disorder or to the, the apathy or to the, um, even if you don't have a name for it, you know, there's uh, winter just brings this internal, uh, shift in our, in our mind, in our body, in our spirit. We just kind of go inside and that's great. That's what we should be doing. And we want to be able to honor that. And we want to be able to not get stuck there. And so, uh, yeah, so I'm going to help you with that. We'll talk a little bit about the details of that towards the end of this towards the end of our little session together here ladies. So I am so excited to be here with you. Um, so I'm curious if you play by any rules. <laughs> I'm sure you do. We all do. And the question is, are your rules serving you? So for instance, like for me, um, so the rules that I kind of found that I was holding, that I stopped doing. I stopped playing by the rules of having to work. Um, and, and this is kind of going back to my, when I took my five days off, which by the way, I'm so excited to tell you, I scheduled eight days off in September. <laughs> I feel so excited. Like uh, the, when I first scheduled five days off, I was so nervous. I was like, Oh my God, how am I going to do this? And now that I've done it, I'm like, oh crap, eight's, eight's the way to go. Let's go for that. So um, I just did that. I just scheduled it off. I took off with anybody. I, I already started telling people I'm going to be gone those eight weeks, those eight days, and I'm not leaving my house. I'm going to stay right here unless I choose to during those eight days, like go to the hot springs or whatever, or take a road trip or whatever. But yeah, anyway, I'm so excited. So you should do that too. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, the rules though are, Hey, you know what? You got to work. You got to work. You got to work really hard. You got to show up strong. You can't let anybody down. You got to just like work, 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 work and make it happen. And you got to be there for all the people. And you, you know, yeah, I don't want to let anyone down. I mean, that's, that's really the biggest crux for me is I don't want to let anyone down. I want everyone to have awesome results. I want everyone to feel as fantastic as I do. And, I can't feel this fantastic if I don't take time off. So, um, <laughs> so I took time off, right? Um, I didn't do any podcasting for a month. I didn't do any blogging for a month. I didn't write any emails for a month, except for those to straight, you know, my patients who needed things and things, but, but just for generality emails and sharing my wisdom and gifts with you. Uh, and by the way, if you're not on my email list, you should go get on it. Okay. Go over to drbrandyvictory.com and, uh, download the, uh, uh, the guide that's on there and you'll be on my email list. And the reason why I'm telling you that is because I have a special that's going on right now. I'm so, I'm just so excited about everything in life. If you can't tell, <laughs> I'm so excited again, because I now have an online supplement store. And I know a lot of my listeners that work with me, they are getting stuff from me straight. And a lot of the things that I prescribe my patients are not in the store because the supplements that I'm prescribing are supplement, are practitioner prescribed supplements, and you can't sell them outright online. So, um, so those those supplements particularly aren't on there. But there's there's some that I do uh, prescribe that are on there, um, spe specifically the orthomolecular brand. And since I just set up 
this uh, online store, I'm offering a 35% discount on all your supplements. So even if you're not working with me and you're just taking your general uh, vitamin D and your fish oil and your, um, you know, your multi, you might want to go check out my site. All right. Uh, if you're on my email list, you'll get a link to the site. So um, I haven't quite put that up on my website yet, but it will come. But if you go ahead and get in there, you can get that special because that's only going to be through the end of the month. That'll end August 29th. So yeah, 35% off all your supplements. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, a couple of the rules that I also let go of revolved around my food. So I'm I'm a scientist at heart, and I have some uh, things I'm trying to achieve with my physiology in the form of burning fat and gaining muscle. <laughs> so I've been tracking my food probably for the eight last month, eight the last eight months. I mean, seriously tracking it. I know every single thing I've ate for basically every day for the last eight months. And um, this has been good because every two weeks I do a bioimpedance, which is a test that tells me about my physiology and what's happening with, um, you know, water and uh, fat and muscle and nutrition absorption and uh, cellular vitality and all these things. So I want to track this stuff and, and make sure I'm moving in the right direction. And the primary thing that can change how that bioimpedance looks, how my fat burning and muscle gain is going it are, are the foods that I'm eating and the type of exercise that I'm doing. So I track all that stuff, right? So I can do the science. And I had a I had a conversation with a girlfriend the other day, and and we were she was like, yeah, how's your bioimpedance testing going? And I'm like, you know, what? it's going pretty good. And you know, I've cut it down. If I eat sixteen to eighteen hundred calories with thirty percent fat, forty percent carbs, and thirty uh, percent protein, I um I I'm always sitting pretty. Like if I get outside of those ranges, I may go. And I, and I don't exercise too hard. I may lose fat. I may, I may gain fat and lose muscle, but that, that's my, like, I know that's my goal. And the great thing is I've been doing this long enough is that I know exactly what to eat to hit those ranges. And when I said that, it looked, stuck with me. I was like, what? If I know exactly what to eat to hit my ranges, why the hell am I tracking my food? Oh my gosh, that was a really big question because for me coming from bulimia and obsessive compulsive disorder with food and fear-based food um, work and all this stuff, I realized that I can now let it go. I can now let the food tracking go because I know exactly what to do. After I've done it for eight months, I kind of, I got it down, right? There's no reason to track. So I'm, I've let it go. I'm done tracking. So that was a rule I had. I was I, the rule was I tracked my food and I tracked my exercise so I could make sure that I was staying in the lines, right? And all these things that I've set up for myself have come from a place of fear. So I I was tracking my food so that I made sure I wasn't overeating or I made sure I was uh, staying within my macros so I don't gain weight or, you know, like all this, all this fear-based stuff that came up around food was underneath my desire to track. Now, granted, the tracking was absolutely essential for me to get to a place where I understood, oh, exactly what it takes to get me to where I need to be. Like that it was, and it was an essential step and now I can let it go. I don't need to track. So what I noticed, I'll just tell you, this is kind of funny. What I noticed for like the first four days or so, I was like, wow, okay, 
I'm, I'm eating a lot of peanut butter, you know, like I was a little bit nervous to not track my food. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not tracking. Okay. This is kind of weird. What if I overeat? And I, okay. Yeah. So I'm eating so much peanut butter. Great. And then before I know it, I've gained four pounds and I'm like, okay. And I'm just kind of watching from the observer perspective. I'm watching my mind and how I'm relating to food and how I'm relating to my body. And I knew that this was a practice of, of letting go of the old storyline of the old paradigm. So I, I also, so within that, I knew that this will end. Like I won't continue to do this because it's not my natural state. My natural state is to eat a pretty darn healthy diet. And sometimes I have extra carbs and sometimes I have extra fat and whatever. Right. It's just, I've never been in a place where I could be so relaxed around it and let that be okay. So um, I noticed when I was eating peanut butter and gaining weight, I was like, okay, but you know what? Underneath this, I know that this is all going to balance out. So it's fine. It's no big deal. Like I could actually get there. And lo and behold, of course it did. Uh, I lost those four pounds pretty rapidly. I mean, it's just real simple when I got back to my regular eating style. And even though I wasn't tracking, it wasn't a problem because I, my, my body enjoys eating foods that make it feel good. Like that's just the way it is. So, um, so that, that was a big step for me of letting go of the rule of having to track. So another rule that, um, I have been like, like, you know, you just kind of do things throughout your day. It's kind of your habits, which I see as rules because they're pretty sticky. They're pretty like, yeah, this has to happen. So, um, so I just kept, I just let go of everything. Like I have, like I should be, I should be all the should be's. I should be doing this. I should go outside and pull weeds, the noxious weeds that are growing in my yard. I should um, follow up with my patients. I should do this. I should do that. Then I just quit. I mean, I even got down the point where I have like all these. I probably have like I don't know ten pillows at least on my on my bed. And uh, it got down to the point where I wasn't even taking those off the bed. I just plop into bed surround myself with all the pillows or snuggle into them like a little nest and go to sleep. Sometimes I wouldn't shut my windows and or shut the curtains. Like I just kind of left them open. Like I was just doing things that I don't normally do. Like every night I usually shut the curtains, take the pillows off the bed, pull the sheets back, get in bed, read my book, go to sleep. Right. But I was just trying to mix it all up. So I was like, just not playing by any rules. Right. So it's fascinating all the little things, right. Because I, there's these stories that just go on in my head. Like, uh, I should be calling my family. I should be doing this. You know, I should be eating less carbs. And, and this was just a, a huge practice of just going, no, 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 Nope, we're not doing that. Mm-mm. Nope. And every time I would tell myself no, I'd be like, what do you feel like doing? Like, what would feel really good? What would bring me the most pleasure in this moment right now? And I would do that. So maybe it's go take a nap and it's only 1130 in the morning. You know, <laughs> maybe it's go outside and lay in the sun. Maybe it's meditate. Maybe it's do some kundalini. Maybe it's read a book. Maybe it's snuggle with my cat. Maybe it's play with my cat. My cat doesn't even play, but I'm trying to train her to play. So that was kind of fun. You know, like whatever it is that makes you feel good, that brings you so much pleasure, that is the thing to do in any given moment. Now, obviously, we have to have 
we have to have a container of some sort to live our life, right? Like at some point I have to go back to work. At some point I have to start doing podcasting again, right? But the the question is how much of the stuff that I was doing actually needs to be done by me. So yeah, I still want to have my blog. So yeah, I still want to write my newsletters. So yeah, I want to do all these things. And is there room for delegation? Can I actually delegate some of my work to other people so that I can stay in this place of exquisite joy and bliss that I've found? Because goodness knows, I never want to go back to that other place. And what's even bigger is that if I do go back to that other place, I'm actually letting the people down that I'm here to serve. So I'm just telling you that because there's people in your life that you're here to serve. You're here to serve your family. You're here to serve your kids. You're here to serve the people you work for or work with. You're here to serve your communities. You're here to serve your environment. You're here to serve in a really, really big way. Like I know that. You wouldn't be listening to this if it wasn't true. And your ability to serve depends on your ability to relax into your greatest flow, to relax into and tap into your internal magic that turns you on, whatever it is that turns you on, that juices you up, that lights you up, that brings you alive, that wakes you up. Like that is where your greatest service comes from. And it cannot happen when you're in the go, 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 do, 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 Hurry, 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 hurry. And yes, I know we have lives. I get it. We have lives. I have a life too. Don't worry. I have a life too. But there's a lot of rules that I structured in my life that I clearly now know weren't serving me. They did for a while. And then I got to a point where it's just not happening. It's just not, it's not no longer serving me. It's no longer serving me to track my food. It's no longer serving me to work till midnight. And then the bigger question is like, why? Are, do you have those rules? Well, I got to work till midnight every night because I got so much to do and I, I have all these studies, I have to study and then I also have to write this email and I also have to write this blog and I also have to like build my website and I also have to do all these things. Well, I've already hired somebody to work on my website for me. I've clearly decided I am not techie enough to, I'm just not a website de- developer. I'm just not. I thought it would be fun, but I'm not. So I'm, I got rid of that one. But There's also underneath all of that, there's this desire just to do it all. And why? Is it something, do you have to prove something to somebody? Do you feel weak if you have asked for help? I mean, there's there's definitely a storyline under every single rule. And I just really encourage you to investigate that. And that might take stepping back and really like giving yourself space because it's not going to just be on the surface, okay? A lot of this stuff is subconscious. Like my the rule I used to play by where I had to work so hard, like to what end? Like what what is it what is it that I'm working for? Like I get the bigger vision. Like I have a much bigger vision, okay? I'm always going to have a bigger vision because I reach a level and I'm like, "Oh, wait, we could do this too and we could do that," right? My vision just keeps getting bigger and bigger every single day. And if I just keep working till midnight, am I actually achieving my goals? So my now what I know looking back is that the the energetics that I was bringing forth when I work till midnight every night is really from a base of fear. 
I'm not going to get it all done. I'm not going to get there in time. It's not going to happen for me. I'm not going to be good enough if I don't get it done. And like all these little storylines that were just fear-based. And when I finally let go of all that stuff, like I started to hear those, those storylines come up, I'm like, uh-uh, that's not what we're doing. No, just let it go. I'm not fighting with the thought. I'm just like, no, we're, we're not doing that. We're doing something different. We're like letting go right now. And I just am now in this place where I feel so relaxed around everything in my life that it's just so amazing. And I freaking made more money this month than I have since I opened my practice a year and a half ago. So um, how is that possible, right? Because I haven't worked near as hard, like really less, a lot less. And I made more money and my practice is growing faster than it's ever grown. And um, yeah, maybe there's something to be said for creating space in your life so that flow can happen, right? I understand if you have a project and you need to get a project project completed, like if you're writing a book or you're creating a program and you're going to launch it at a certain date, like, yeah, maybe you have to work till midnight. But that is like a short-term thing. <laughs> this isn't a lifestyle, right? So my my rule was a lifestyle rule, not, not just for the short term. Um, yeah, so just take a look at that. You know, I personally don't want to die, and look back and go, oh, wow, ah, I was a hard worker. Yay, way to go, Brandy. No way. No, I want the most out of my freaking life, okay? So I'm not going to find it behind my computer, that's for sure. I want to be able to like look back and say, wow, I lived an awesome life. Oh, my God, that was so great. Because I got to experience things in my life other than working. All right. So, you know, maybe you're a stay at home mom, or maybe you have a nine to five. Maybe you work for the corporate world. Maybe you're an entrepreneur. If you're an entrepreneur, I know you understand what I'm telling you right now. (laughs) Um, If you're a single, if you're a mom and you're raising kids or you're a stay at home mom, it's really, really difficult. Like those, those rules that you have around that are hard to break hard to break. I know, I know lots of mamas who are trying this stuff and, uh, ah, yeah. Cause it feels like that's your job, right? Which it is your mom. It is your job to raise your kids. And there's somehow this storyline that gets weaved into there about how you don't deserve because you have kids. You don't deserve to have your own space. You don't deserve to have freedom. You don't deserve to do things for yourself because you've got this family you're supposed to be taking care of. And I am sorry, ladies, this is not true. That is just bullshit story lies that you're telling yourself. And um, if you're working a nine to five or in a corporate job and you're um, overworking, look at those storylines. Why are you doing it? Are you doing it for the money? Okay, money's great. But not if you can't live a life and have and enjoy what you've been working for. It's just not. So if you find yourself going in on the weekends and you're not really scheduled to be there on the weekends, but you're just helping them out a little bit, you might want to take a step back. You might want to really take a look at that and go, why am I doing this? And how is it supporting me? Because maybe it is supporting you, right? Or maybe it's not. And it's really good to investigate that. All right. So if you want to like die and look back at your life and go, wow, I lived an amazing life, you got to get clear on what an amazing life consists of. 
All right. Like for me, and I think for all women personally, having a strong purpose and living in such great flow that inspiration just rushes through me to continue to show up on purpose in every area of my life. Like that is living an amazing life. Like, yeah, of course I want to be able to travel more. I want to, I have a, I love, I love sports cars, like really high end sport cars and I don't have one right now and I am going to get one. (laughs) I I would love to have a sports car, but that's not, that's not really what makes my life amazing. Like material things don't necessarily make my life amazing. It's, it's literally feeling like I have a strong purpose and then I have such inspiration and great great flow in my life that I'm just like, yes to everything. Yes. Right. And I know I can't feel this unless I give myself space for it. So, um, yeah, because when I'm tired and I'm strung out and I'm overwhelmed, um, I cut myself off from my flow. This is what we all do, right? And when we're cut off from our flow, our inspiration wanes. We don't really feel inspired. When we're cut off from our flow and our inspiration wanes, we're no longer living on purpose. And so we begin to feel like less purposeful. It feels like a dr- life feels like a drudgery sometimes when we're in this place, right? Oh my God, another day, Groundhog Day, here we go again. And then, you know, depending on who you are, you this could lead to depression. Um, it can lead to having no reason to live. I've actually recently spoken to a few people that are in this place right now. Like I have no reason to live. Why am I, why am I even here? And so you can hear in those words that that could even lead to suicidal tendencies. So taking yourself out. And the reality is you don't have to do that. You do not have to do that. It's, it's vital to know what your, what your purpose is and that you're living on purpose. Now, you may not know like the grandiose purpose of your life. Like we don't always know that. I don't think we, honestly, I don't think we ever know that. There are some people like people who do just that one thing in life, like they're, they're an amazing athlete and they just do that one athletic performance <laughs> for their whole entire life. But you know what? When their body starts to get a little bit older and they can't even do that anymore, their I think their purpose changes, right? So we we don't all, we don't necessarily know the grandiose purpose of our life. But you can easily determine your purpose for each event or each interaction that you have today and each and every day. All right. So like your purpose at your job may be the best, wait, your purpose at your job may be to be the best you can be at what you do. All right. Or if you're a mom, it may be to be the best mom that you can possibly be. And so, so you got to get clear on what that looks like. Like if you're a mom, and you want to be the best mom you can be, what does that really look like? Like so many people have babies and raise them the way they, the way they were raised and they make a few adjustments because there's a few things they didn't like about what the way they were raised and they make these few adjustments. And I strongly encourage each and every one of you to really dig a little bit here and go, what does it mean to be a really good mom? And if you like get your journal out and you just like, for 10, 15, 20 minutes, just write, what does it mean to be the greatest mom? And just let it come and let it come and let it come and do this like day after day. Give yourself a 10 or 15 or 20 minutes just to write this out. It, what it means to be the best mom is. And you're just going to come up with all this cool stuff. Like if you just let yourself go with that and work on this for a little while, over time, like the easy stuff comes first, right? What does it mean to be your best mom? Oh, it means to take care of my children. It means to um, make sure that Um, my kids are fed, whatever, like all the easy stuff, right? But then after a while, you're going to get down to some stuff. 
you're going to get down to some real stuff. And that's the juice right there. And that's your purpose. And it takes a minute to get there. You got to give yourself space. All right. You got to, you got to break some of those rules about not having enough time. I, 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 I hear it too many times. Moms are like, the, the main thing that I hear them let go of is their exercise and beyond creating space for themselves. That's creating space for yourself, right? Getting exercise. And, and they're often like, yeah, but I just don't have time. Like, yeah, do you kids take a nap? Yeah, but I'm doing dishes and laundry when they're napping. Mm-hmm. Well, the dishes and laundry will be there. What if you took your journal and went outside and sat in the sun and journaled for 20 minutes while they slept? What if you did a few sit-ups and a few squats for 10 or 15 minutes in your living room before you journaled? Okay, you got a little exercise, you got your journaling in, that's a way more productive, self-satisfying, self-gratifying 20 minutes than doing laundry and doing dishes because those are going to be there. So it's like, what rules are you living by? And what rules are serving you? And what rules are you willing to give up? even if it's just for five days. <sighs> yes, yes, yes. Goodness. Some of the rules that I've heard some of my patients say lately is, um, gosh, you know, I hate my job. I'm like, oh, why don't you get another one? Oh, I can't do that. Why can't you do that? Oh my gosh, I can't do that. I got I got kids and this was a guy particularly. I've got kids and um, another one on the way and a home. Like I got to pay for all that stuff. And I'm like, uh-huh, there's other jobs. Yeah, but it took me a year and a half to get this one. I'm like, okay, well don't quit until you get another one, but start putting, start applying to something that's going to fulfill your soul, not drain it. You drain your soul every day you go to work. You're not showing up for your family. You think you are because you're making the money, but there's other ways to make money. So it's these kinds of things, right? I have a woman and she kind of says, she, not the same thing, but similar to what I, the, the, role, the, the rule I've been playing by, but she's like, yeah, I, I, I just have to do all the work around the house. Yeah. Every time I see her, it's like, oh yeah, I've got to move all the patio furniture because we're re- rebuilding our deck or I have to clean out their garage. And I've been trying to do that around my husband's uh saws and all his equipment and gear and 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 I'm hearing her just kind of in the background despising her husband for not helping her so you know how 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 does she navigate that right well my well my husband's back is hurt and so I'm doing it all by myself and and honestly I mean when we worked on this I I I really helped her get down to uh, a very important realization And that realization was that her mom, I was like, hey, you know, did you see your mom um, feel this way about your dad? And she's like, oh, yeah, she was always complaining about him. I'm like, oh, do you see if that might be a pattern that you picked up as a child? Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, but there's, there's always negative in relationship. I was like, oh, really? okay, um, you can live that story if you want. There's another rule, right? And you don't have to because my relationship has no negativity in it at all. The only negativity that may arise is when I don't say what, speak up my truth and, and ask for my needs to be met if there's something that's missing. That's on me. That's not on my relationship or on him. That's on me. And um, I mean, the 
seriously. I mean, we've been together over 10 years and we've never had a fight. We, we don't always agree on things, but we've never had a fight. Like, what's there to fight about? Like, it's crazy. So yeah, what rules are you living by, right? What rules are you living by? Are you living by the rule that there can't ever be a, just a wholehearted 100% goodness in relationship? Or I can't take a solo vacation because I'll let my family down? Really? 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 What do you think taking a solo vacation would do for yourself if you did that? Like if you really took three or five or eight days and you went, got an Airbnb on the river or the beach or whatever and hung out with yourself and like really let yourself be with yourself, contemplate, look at how you want to show up, look at how you've been showing up, look at, by, look at the rules you've been playing by and you do that, what do you think you're going to bring back to your family? You're going to bring back strength. You're going to bring back power. You're going to bring back clarity. You're going to bring back a deeper and richer heartfelt sense of belonging and desire to be where you're at or to make a change, right? Or to make a change. And you deserve to give yourself that. Just know that a lot of these rules are probably subconscious, all right? So some of my subconscious rules that I've been playing with are I allow myself to eat when I'm stressed out. <laughs> I allow myself to eat when I'm stressed out. And I saw this in action. So a couple of weeks ago when I was, it, when I was in my little break, I had uh, something arise that was like, oh my God, it might cost me $10,000 for nothing. Like that's, that's pretty big for me. And uh, when my friend came to me with this news, I was like, oh my God, seriously, is this happening right now? I don't know that it is, but in that moment, it, it was just kind of came to light that it might be a problem. <laughs> and I was just, oh my gosh, $10,000 down the drain. Like, okay, it was an investment I made and it might not be working out. Um, so anyway, in that moment, I was like, oh God. Well, I was headed to the grocery store after I talked to him. And uh, the first thing I did was put like four different snacks in my basket. Now they're healthy snacks. I had like Kite Hill Key Lime Yogurt. Oh my God. Kite Hill yogurt is so fucking good, okay? If you haven't had it, go find yourself some Kite Hill yogurt. You're going to find it at your higher-end grocery stores, okay? Kite Hill yogurt is amazing. So, but it, and it was just a little cup, but it's, you know, it's a high-quality product. And then I had these little um, two-bite fudge brownies that are gluten-free and, yeah, pretty high-quality product. But again, you know, like a snacky snack, right? And then I had some kind of coffee drink, in my basket. And I, I mean, just one thing after the next, after the next. And I, that was not why I went to the grocery store. So I'm traveling around the grocery store and I'm filling my basket up in the whole time looking at those snacks because I'm playing with the rules, the rules game. Right. So I'm like looking at those snacks going, what am I doing with that? What is this? Like, wow, what's happening here? And so what can I change? And so I literally, and this might be the first time I've done this, I don't know, but I literally went and put all of those snacks back. It was really difficult. <laughs> I was like, okay, no, this is emotional eating. This is, this is the rule I've been doing. I've been, 
I'm stressed out, so I'm going to eat. Even though they're high quality snacks and I can make big excuses and good excuses for eating those foods, um, there's no excuse for emotional eating. And this is this is a rule I've been playing by, right? Um, another rule I, I noticed that um, I have a tendency to play by is I allow myself to not finish projects because I'm afraid of failure. So I'll start stuff and I won't finish it. And I think if I sit with that a little bit longer, it, I can probably get deeper than I'm afraid of failure. There's probably so much more under that. I haven't actually explored that, but I might now, now that I'm telling you this, because it's like, okay, I start this project and I'm not finishing it. Why is that? So it's a, it's a, it takes a lot for me to finish a project. So, so I'm, you know, I'm working on that, right? So I finished, a, I painted a mural in my bathroom. I had started a couple of months ago and uh, I finished it. Uh, a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, so I'm like, okay, how can I change this rule? Because I've finished projects, right? Because that's what I do. I feel I finish projects. Like that's my new rule. Um, the other one that's really big for me is when I'm stressed out or feeling empty, I spend money to feel better. So um, I think a lot of people probably have that, but I, I realized that, okay, I'm spending money to feel better. What is, okay, I, this isn't, this isn't what I want to do. So yeah, so I've been like cutting back on my spending, which has been really awesome, <laughs> really awesome. So uh, my grocery bill was less this month, probably because I put those snacks back. <laughs> I used to go to the grocery store almost every day and, and get snacks like that. If I was in a stressed out period of my life, I certainly would do that. And, uh, or I might go for like, I'm just going to get a bar of chocolate. And the next thing I know, I've got a coconut water, a bar of chocolate. Oh, I got some new crackers that I've seen that are gluten-free. I haven't tried these yet. And like, you know, and then I'm now, I've spent 20, 30, 40, $50 at the grocery store. And I didn't even intend to, like, it wasn't even a grocery shopping day for real groceries. So yeah, so I'm just letting all those rules go, right? Um yeah, for a while I had a rule of not tracking my finances or budgeting because it, I felt like it would limit my experience of getting what I want when I want it. And, uh, and yeah, so I've started letting that go. So yeah, so I'm, I'm, I've been tracking my spending for a very long time, but not budgeting. Um, yeah, so now it's like, okay, I've got all these things I want to save up for. I've got some big ticket items coming up. So uh, I've got to get busy on this. And so I'm really honoring my budget a little more. And it feels really good because since I've been doing that, I've been seeing more income come in. I've been seeing, I've been having a better relationship with my money, like all these things, right? Because I'm changing the rules. I'm changing the rules of engagement with so many things in my life. There's so many rules, right? And uh, like, I think one I had was it's not okay to have more than others. Like rich people are, call it what you want, are bad or rude or selfish or, you know, everybody has their own storyline. Um, when I was a kid, I was in a, in a school and there was a, there was a, um, it was a gate program, but we also had, it was in a community that had um, poor people in it. So there, and there was a lot of poor people. And my mom told me when I was a little kid, like, it doesn't matter who it is, you always treat them the same as yourself, right? And somehow I got from that and other, other storylines, you know, that um, it's not okay to have more than other people. So I lived by that and that was a rule. I can't have more than others. I can't give it away. I got to spend it. I can't hold on to it because then I would have more, right? And so I spend it on things that are totally like, I don't have it. I don't even have anything to show for them now, right? Because they're just like consumables or whatever. And 
Yeah. So, yeah. So the belief was it's not okay to have more than others. And, and you have all these beliefs that cause you to make up a rule about how you should be showing up in the world. And then you do based on your belief system. So, you know, this whole conversation is just an invitation to dive into your rules and let them go to do things a little bit differently, right? (sighs) Just allow yourself to be moved from the inside. So there's an intelligence inside you that's yearning to be heard. It's yearning to be heard. Be still, listen, and be an advocate for your true calling. You'll still, you'll still take care of your kids. You'll still call your family. You'll still take care of your work. You'll even eat well because <laughs> you'll be coming from a deeper place and you'll be following your soul's calling. And when, you, when you're in that place with your family or food or money for that matter, you're in the flow and you bring something so much more graceful to the experience. This is biohacking the woman's way. Much love, my friends. Much love. All right, before I let you go, I'm just going to kind of give you some details on the Balance Boundaries and Letting Go Retreat on October 5th. Uh, That's here in the Colorado mountains at my home. So it'll be so joyful to have you all here for this experience. Uh, We will be coming into the fall season. So we'll be prepping you for winter so that you don't have to go down your typical path of apathy, depression, non-doing. You can feel fulfilled throughout the season. Uh, there's certain, some of the, one of the things that I like to do, the reason why I call this show Biohacking, the ultimate biohack for women, one of the reasons is because um, one of the things that I do and I'm, I'm sharing with you through this, these sessions that we're having together is a way to take care of your body from a perspective of uh, prevention, optimization, So, you know, it's one thing to overcome a disease or an illness or recover from a digestive disorder or thyroid imbalance, but it's a whole nother thing to prepare your body for what's to come and prevent, give yourself everything you need to prevent yourself from going down certain paths. So personally, and what I do for a lot of my patients is I support each of their systems during the different seasons. So um, right now we're in the summer, we're working on the heart and the small intestine and digestion and that kind of thing. That's kind of the Chinese medicine way. And, it, and each organ it can, should be supported during different seasons. So when we're in the fall season, we'll be working with the lungs and the large intestine. And so these organ systems are about letting go. You can see how the large intestines is about letting go, right? But so is the breath. And there's... Um, there's specific emotions that come with these things. There's grief and there's sadness and there's um, positive or negative self-image stuff. You know, there's different things like that. So um, we're going to really be working through some of the stuff that could be underneath the surface on a subconscious level that may cause you to move into grief or sadness. So if we can create balance around this stuff, then your winter, your fall and winter are going to be so much better. We'll be talking about setting limits and protecting our boundaries and having better organization. And we'll also be doing some energetic work so that your energy, so that your energetics are reorganized in a fashion that are capable of supporting your physical expression. 
So everything physical has an energetic blueprint and we're going to shift your energetic blueprint so that you can be held through the season with as much grace and joy as possible. So uh, yeah, feel free to reach out if you're interested in that and uh, I will be with you soon. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Turn Your Soul On Radio. Go ahead and subscribe below. And if you feel it's worthy of a five-star review, I'd greatly appreciate your support in this way. If you'd like to go deeper with me, you're welcome to join our private Facebook group, Turn Your Soul On, or take it to a whole nother level and apply for my four-month Turn Your Soul On Masterclass. You're welcome to do this at drbrandyvictory.com. Whatever you do, turn your soul on. This podcast is for information purposes only. Dr. Brandy Victory is not a medical doctor, and the views and statements expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Dr. Brandy Victory and the producers, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own. And this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.